Charlie, the Bulldogs have got two flags now. That was two years ago, mate. Get over it. If you think we'll be insightful, clever or just well researched, we're here to say that's not the case. We'll just go out and wing it. We are two guys, one uh, it is Saturday, the 16th of June. Uh, welcome to Two Guys, One Cup date. Uh, not an AFL podcast about football. <laughs> I'm Will Anderson. Ah, <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm Charlie Clawson. You did that on the fly. Like, I said it's called Two Guys, One Update, but Will just put an extra spin on that. Yeah, Two, two Guys, One Cup date, but then I said an AFL football... Oh, oh fuck. That, like, <laughs> essentially, I was celebrating... You know what I was like? I was like a football player who kicked like a miracle goal. And I was like signaling and celebrating to the crowd so much that I ran into the goalpost and knocked myself out. <laughs> so did you guys miss this, this kind of scintillating football talk? Now, well, I've, uh, I've been traveling for the last four weeks. I haven't had a lot of AFL information. So I assume the Saints have turned their season around and Eddie Betts is being revered as the exciting, wonderful player he is. Yes, uh, that's exactly what's happened, Charlie. And I would recommend that if you want to enjoy the rest of your day, just don't read any newspapers, get online <laughs> or talk to any strangers about AFL football. Uh, the Bulldogs are also flying. I uh, couldn't be having a better season. Uh, Injury-free, uh, nothing going bad for the Bulldogs and uh, really looking good for the finals. Unfortunately, Sydney, after being so good for so long, Charlie, have really, really dropped off and, uh, you know, really struggling Sydney. So, um, uh, really, that's about the only thing that I have to update you on, that uh, the Sydney Swans are no longer the consistently good team that you've imagined that they would be. <laughs> well, I only got back a couple of days ago and I thought I'd better shotgun some AFL to prep for our first, uh, our first show back. And uh, I watched a bit of the, the Bulldogs game, commiserations, but I watched all of the West Coast Sydney game and I just sat there like making that noise. It's like when you have a million dollar idea that you've never got off your ass to do and then you watch a TV show and it's like, oh my God, that's my idea. I was like, oh, duh, duh. Because I'm like, Sydney are fucking great. West Coast are great. My team is shit. Like, why, why can't my team do that? Why can't we go hard in for the ball like that? Why can't we have skillful players like that? Why? Why, Will? Why? Well, I mean, I'm asking the same question, Charlie. Like, I mean, the amount of times that I'm just looking at going, hang on. Like, Hawthorne, yeah. Hawthorne won a premiership and then was shit for one year and then came back and we were a really good team again. Hang on. Are we just going to go back to being shit? Do you, I mean, I'm happy for 2016, but it looks like we're just going back to being the two worst teams in the entire competition. Yeah, I think. And it's also, I mean, we've talked about this before, but we've just walked into this trap. Like, we started voluntarily to do this podcast, like joking about how our teams have never won a flag. I never thought in a million years it would get to this point so quickly where I would be dreading having to talk about football on a show that I created. Oh, this is the thing, Charlie. We've only done it to ourselves, and that's why it really hurts to quote Radiohead. It's, it is really one of those things where we didn't get drafted into this podcast. We haven't Tom no. Lynch style been sent to the Gold Coast. You know, we were a talented junior and we've accidentally ended up in a football wasteland. No, we did this on purpose. And I've got to be honest, I know there's been some feedback over the last month or so when we haven't been doing the podcast. 
But when you essentially got into places and time zones where we couldn't do it anymore, I was relieved, Charlie. I was happy. <laughs> I was happy that I didn't have to come on with you, my great friend, and talk about my favorite sport. I was wrapped. I felt like a great weight had lifted off my shoulders that we didn't, uh, uh, us, we didn't have to have our weekly catch up about the game we loved. I was so excited. I mean, you're in a unique position too, because the experience I'm feeling now, although it hasn't been this bad for a while, it is familiar. Like I have been in these waters before. I have swum through this sewerage pit before, but you are two years shy of a premiership or two years after a premiership and you're now back in the sewerage pit. What does that feel like? Oh, it doesn't feel great, but here's what you, I oscillate. I oscillate so quickly. Here's what I will tell you the main difference is. It makes it easier to give up, Charlie. <laughs> like, I think it will. I think that's the one thing I will honestly say is like, yeah. I've just kind of given up on this season completely. I yeah. didn't watch on Thursday night. So, I was like, I, so I'm not going to put myself apparently. through that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, I'm not the only one. <laughs> but I think I, I think I kept trying a, a long time after some of the players did. <laughs> Um, I, I mean, here's the thing. I, it's one of those, like, I mean, I'm so grateful for 2016 and I'm so glad it happened. And now mm. the more and more it seems that we're not a good team or a club that can keep a good team together. Um, yeah, the miracle of 2016 will probably be, you know, it's, it's a Bradbury year. Yeah. It's essentially like I'm an idiot who was walking along the street, looking at my mobile phone and there was a manhole cover open and I fell down the manhole cover. But instead of killing myself, I fell onto a pile of money that somebody was hiding down there. <laughs> like, but I didn't earn that money and I have no other way to yeah. keep earning that style of money. I just fell into a pile of money and I've got to enjoy the money I have. And when it's spent, it's all gone and there's no way to replace that money. Yeah, it's a, you're, you're living the MC Hammer lifestyle. It's all come real quick. You're just going to get a big entourage, spend it all, new pair of underwear every day, done, gone. But you know the thing is, Charlie, like I, I kind of felt it at the time. I, I, I look at Richmond fans and, you know, they, they are living the MC Hammer lifestyle. You know, or, <laughs> Richmond fans, you know, all went out and bought fur, fur coats and big gold chains that yeah. say Tigers 2017, all got three-peat sort of, uh, you know, tattoos already, you know, that sort of thing. Whereas I think most of the Bulldogs fans, we kind of secretly knew that this was coming again, that we would find our yeah. level back to being no good at anything. And... uh yeah, look, it's just, I mean, it's disappointing. And look, we've had a horrible run with injuries. And, you know, you try to be hopeful of the fact that they're getting a lot. There's a lot of good kids at the Bulldogs. I will say probably the one thing I would say more than, you know, the Saints have had hope is there is a couple of kids at the Bulldogs. You go in a couple of seasons, I reckon they're going to be really good players. And McRae and Bontempelli and those guys, you know, have still got a lot of good years left in them. So you could see a rebuild at the Bulldogs. But, man, yeah. at the moment... It's it's not rebuild. They're still tearing the place down. Like and even the good bits. Like it's like they've started the renovations and they've realised that the entire house is infected with termites and they have to knock the whole thing down before they start again. How long does Bevo get before questions get asked? Like if you have another season next year like this, does he keep his job? I mean, how long does a premiership get you? Uh well, I would say that, that I reckon. That, okay, so there's sixteen. Te what? Uh, sorry, eighteen teams in the competition, right? Which means yeah. that technically, if you won one every 17 or 18 years, that's technically the amount that, you know, you should win. I think you get, 
you know, he probably gets another five years just on the fact that he's won a premiership. He gets an opportunity to rebuild the team again and whatever. But the problem is also, mm. he's like, you know, I think he's a bit, you know, Mark Zuckerberg in that, like, he won the premiership in the second year. Like, Mark Zuckerberg was just a kid who invented, like, you know, a college dormitory website to, like, be pervy about girls in his dorm. And then suddenly he's, like, CEO of the biggest information, you know, data sharing and mining company in the entire world. You know, you're not quite... You haven't been bred for that. And I think, Bevo, you suddenly seem to think that everything you do is the right thing to do. And what happens with that is, you know, like, the year after the premiership, he moved all the coaches around to different positions... Now, if we'd got into the grand final again the next year, everybody would have been doing that. It would have been merry-go-round for coaches at the end of next year. This would have been Bevo's way. He's a genius. Everything he touches turns to gold. But now that he hasn't Mm. done that, it just looks like, you know, oh, no, Facebook's the wrong analogy. It feels like now we're Apple after Steve Jobs died. Like 2016 was like, you know, we were at the peak, peak Apple. Everything that we touched turned to gold. And now we're just like, the new phone's pink. No. <laughs> we're, we're, I mean, nothing typifies Bevo being the wonderkind more than the uh, the freeze, the the the, the, guy, the coaches going down the slide of the big freeze. Yeah. Because all the coaches went down, did their duty. Bevo had to do a drop knee, didn't he? Like just to show, just to show the kids he's a little bit younger than the rest of the coaches. He did a drop knee. Well, here's the thing: he surfed down, and apparently that was a massive occupational health and safety issue because the sides of the slide. Apparently, there was like a 30-foot drop, and those sides of the slide, even though that they looked really secure, weren't really secure. It was kind of just like paper mache or whatever, and then there's 30-foot drop. So you're meant to go down like really straight and narrow, keep it simple, and Bevo's decided, surf's up, gnarly dude, I'm going to surf down. And essentially, I mean, could have fallen 30... Like, with the season we're having... It, it surprised me that it was Chris Fagan who did a hammy rather than Bevo oh. falling off and... That, that, I mean, that Chris Fagan injury, the, the, the footage of that is like drunk uncle at a 21st stepping off a patio, wasn't it? Like, it's the kind of thing your dad does on Christmas Day after a couple, couple too many, walking into the house, bang, straight down. Shouldn't look serious, but it is. I mean, it's hilarious when your coach gets injured doing a thing for charity. In front of everybody, and not even doing the and thing. And pulls a pull, but pulls a hamstring. Yeah, like the most football of injuries. Like, yeah, does that happen? I could, I could well, the only thing it. worse would have been if he got out of the ice bath and he'd been diagnosed with osteitis pubis, <laughs> <laughs> syndesmosis. We don't know what happened, but somehow Chris Fagan now has syndesmosis. Now. Um, we can't really talk about results or anything. It's no. Saturday when we're recording this. We know that the Bulldogs lost. We know that the uh, Swans won. We know last that night. the Saints lost. But what, <laughs> what we do know about this weekend <laughs> is it's a certain player's 150th game, Nat Five. Yes, Nat Five, who it turns out after the um, grand final that they lost, uh, that uh, he, 2014? He, he was going to retire from football. Really? Yeah. He was on a surfing holiday with a mate of his and he realized that like the hard work it was going to take him and the motivation it was going to take him to get back to... I'm sorry. When, when you hear Nat Fife on a surfing holiday with a mate, does that just make you, you think of Hansel from Zoolander where he talks about like <laughs> bathing with spider monkeys off the coast of Costa Rica, man, doing peyote and just losing their shit? Like, that's what I say, Hansel. Yeah. Oh my God, he is quite Hansel from Zoolander, isn't he, Nat Fife? We've been trying to put our finger on it the whole time. He's very Hansel. 
Yeah, I think this is the thing. You guys, I was in a, I was in the middle of an ayahuasca ceremony with a bunch of Victoria's <laughs> Secret models, and I thought, you know what? I'm not sure that I want to go back to Fremantle. <laughs> the one bit of Nat Five footage I did see. Uh, while I was away, because about a million people sent it to me, was his outfit for his tribunal hearing. The suit with the overcoat, with his uh, man bun tied up. Well, also, we're going to go a step further into this. I'm glad you brought it up, Charlie, because there's been two Nat Fife fashion-related oh, yeah. incidents. Because, one, he didn't go for the ball because uh, he had to adjust the, his, his ponytail <laughs> on the field, which was pretty great. And then yeah. uh, his tribunal outfit, where he's he's obviously bought a coat Sometime where he's in a place where it's not as hot as Western Australia and he's been looking yeah. for an opportunity to wear it out and about. He looked unreal. Like he looked like he was yeah. out of the pages of like GQ or whatever. And he's wearing a or pair of- he, he looked or he, he looked like the youngest mafioso boss in Australia. Oh, if if Harry Potter became a member of the Sopranos, that's what he looked like. <laughs> <Yeah>. And <laughs> and he's got this look of so the glasses has been a big talking point because mm. as far as I can find out, I don't think that Nat Fife wears contacts and I'm, and he no. obviously doesn't wear glasses on the football field. Are so, you saying fashion specs, Will? Well, I'm fashion asking... Fashion specs. I guess I'm asking the question. I'm pointing my yeah. Caro's arrow at Nat Fife's specs and asking, are they fashion specs? Because if they are fashion specs, if he was just rocking down to the tribunal in his pretend glasses... That says everything that we've been trying to put our finger on about Nat Fife, I reckon. It's also <laughs> psychology, Will, because he's wanting to appear humble mm. in front of the tribunal. So he puts the glasses on. It just hum- It's like Clark Kent doesn't want to look like Superman. You put in a pair of glasses. See, I do have a fault. My eyesight's not exactly 2020. It's actually 50 50, motherfuckers. <laughs> I see the ball before it lands. <laughs> Or maybe that's uh, what Nat Five does when he goes out in public because he is so much like Superman on the field. As a disguise, he puts on a pair of glasses, Clark Kent style, <laughs> and he thinks that people don't recognise him. He puts on the glasses that make sure to take off his shirt while he's got his browner one than that beanie. He gets out of his helicopter and just before he does, he makes sure he puts on his glasses so no one will recognise who he is. What else has been football news? What's the other big story I've missed while I've been away? Um, Collingwood are really good, uh, which is, you know, that's a thing. Who are really good? Collingwood. Collingwood? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I know. Isn't that, like, annoying? We've been... I feel we've been very condescending about Collingwood the last couple of years. I think we didn't even cover them in our preseason review in the first year we did this show. And it's sort of grates me to admit that they're a really exciting team. But they are. They look good. Yeah, they're really great to watch. Dugowie is like playing such great football. Mason Cox won the Neil Danaher trophy on the you know on the Queen's birthday game. So like And that's and that's and that's really good for uh, sports comedians all around Australia come grand final week that there is a Cox playing well potentially well, in the finals. Charlie, actually here's something that you might have missed because this might not be the sort of thing. But uh Cox material, in particular, <laughs> like, you know, players called Cox-related uh, material, yeah. is now out of bounds, my friend, after oh. Lawrence uh, the Moon Man Mooney. Who would have thought if someone was going to break something, it would have been <laughs> Lawrence Mooney, uh, went on the kick, you know, the 6.30 on a Saturday night, Channel 7. Now, you've worked at Channel 7. They pride themselves yes. as being 
the family network, family. right? And six thirty yeah. on yeah. a Saturday night. That's your your family footy slot. This isn't your sort of you know Mick Malloy's front bar slot. This isn't your you know your Channel Nine footy show sort of. You can be a bit loose. Triple M, you know the rub. No, this is your straight ahead. You know, sort of just <clears throat> for the family. Six thirty at night show. And uh, Lawrence Mooney did a package about all the Coxes in the game. Uh, and there's 15 or 16 of them. And look, anyway, it's fair to say that it probably wasn't 6.30 at night on Channel 7 style material. <laughs> and then he's finished it by throwing to Samantha Lane and saying uh, some, some sort of throw along the line of, uh, you know, over to you, Sam, because you love the Cox or something similar. Anyway, conversations were had and uh, Cox jokes now no longer de rigueur in the AFL. So there actually has been a momentous change while you were out of the country. No longer can a commentator have some innocent fun by talking about big Cox because it's been spoilt forever. Uh, I feel this is dangerous territory, Will. This This is the thought police. I mean... How do you know the intention? I mean, if I talk about Big Cox having a great game, how do you know that I'm just talking about Big... I'm not just saying Big Cox, as in he's a big player, and not Big Cox, as in Big Cox. Yeah, right? I mean, I imagine these are the sort of yeah, conversations that the spirit of the game committee are having right now. <laughs> I imagine Mike Sheehan and Jared Healy are sitting around in the room really nutting this out. Ah! Nice, oh, nice. no! I've done it! <laughs> nutting out of Cox. Um, yeah, so no, that has changed. So no more, uh, no more Cox jokes. Um, Sam Lane, I will say, handled the whole situation very, very well. She's an absolute uh, superstar, I reckon, Samantha Lane, and she she was really good around the whole thing. I thought, like when people are hysterical, Charlie, on either side of those things, as you can imagine, there are mm. some people who are, you know, want to burn the whole house down and say it's the worst thing that's ever happened, and there are some people who are like, you know, this is political correctness ruining football. Uh, she managed to do a really good job of, I think, being respectful to both. She's a real star. I had her on uh, my Willosophy podcast, and if anyone wants to have a listen to Samantha Lane, she's an absolute ripper. I, uh, I'm so glad I was out of the country for that intense discussion. <laughs> oh, mate, it was a week. It was a week oh my of God. meetings and stuff like it's, that. It's, like, it's the Chris Gale thing all over again. <laughs> Fucking hell, who cares? Right. <laughs> all right, well, let's uh, wrap this up because we only yeah. wanted to, to let you guys know that we are, we are back in the same country. It should be, uh, uh, we should be able to do more shows. And we haven't just been avoiding talking about football because the Demons were playing well or West Coast are playing well. As we've stated this season, West Coast are our favourite team. Still your favourite team, Will, even after last night? I must admit that I thought that uh, West Coast did... I, I thought they were good to watch last night. Even though that wasn't the uh, the most skillful or high-scoring game going around, I loved the intensity of it. It was like two teams going just like cracking at each other. And, you know, West Coast dominated early. And I, after the first quarter, I was like, no, 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 I think West Coast have got this. They're going to run over the top. And, you know, it's been nice to yeah. get to know who Shannon Hearn is. Um, you know, uh, the Frenchman didn't have the best of all games, which was disappointing. Big JJK, like, didn't get yeah. a lot of opportunity. But, you know, I'm I'm starting, I mean, Elliot Yo, Yo, I'm getting on board, yeah. West Coast. Don't worry about it. You've lost yeah. no fans here. And it was one of those games, too, where it was like a demolition derby. Like, every contest was so hard. There's a few where I was like, oh, that guy's got a broken collarbone, or he won't be getting up. Like, Isaac Heaney, how many bone-crunching tackles did he lay? 
How does his for face pretty still blonde... look so pretty? He's the modern. I know for a pretty Bob, blonde boy. They always yeah, recruit definitely. some pretty blonde boy who's just hard as nails. <laughs> yeah. Before that, it was what's his face O'Keefe. Before yeah. that, Craig O'Brien. There's always like a, a a stocky midfielder. Kieran Jack, I guess, fulfilled that for a while as well. Yeah, I mean, well, he was just kind of a replacement until they could recruit a Heaney. They needed a, some, a bridge between the Bolton and the Heaney, so they just got him in between. You were saying they need a Bolton bridge? Yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> um, yes, that's it. Um, but we'll do a proper episode next week. But I'm okay, glad play I will on, say this, not Charlie. 15. Oh, sorry. Hang on. Oh. We're, we're in the same country. I was going to say, we're in the same country, but we should say to people that uh, that same country is Australia, which means we still have ter- terrible internet. So we'll still talk over <laughs> the top of each other a lot when we're doing these podcasts. Oh, yeah. We're still in the same country, but in different states. So yeah. we're, we're slowly inching closer. The, probably the first time we'll be in the same room will be the grand final episode. Have we done this uh, podcast in the same room this year? I can't even remember if we have. No, 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 because I would have been in LA when we started. Yeah. Well, right. here's what I was awesome. going to say is I'm glad that we took the time off while Melbourne were going well, and I'm glad that Melbourne are not going well again. Suck on that, Dees. <laughs> Play on, not 15. <laughs> Ball. We are two guys, one car.